One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the Second Tier Podcast. I'm Ryan Dilks and I'm joined by the international break in my life. It's Justin Peach. Afternoon. How are you? I'm good, thank you. We are having to record this again, Justin. Here we are, yeah. Yeah, we did have a nice big hour-long episode for you where we covered the league table predictions from the start of the season, some questions, other news, polls, the Craig Bryson pub quiz. We did a lot. Yeah, and... My shitty laptop that we used to record this on fucked it really <laughs> for both of us. Yeah, mainly for me because it's not my laptop. It's not my responsibility. Mm, it is my responsibility, and I plan on throwing that laptop out the window <laughs> as soon as possible. So instead, we didn't want to leave you with nothing, and we didn't want to leave you with a load of shit. So we have basically recorded this again, but just a bite-sized episode where we go over some of the more important parts of the episode that we just did. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll keep this brief, answer your questions, do a bit of the other news. Yeah. Just a nice little bite-sized episode. Sorry that it's not the full Monty, but... You know, technological issues and shit. Technological laptops. issues. Yeah. Let, let's talk about the big news then from this week, Justin. The two managers leaving their respective jobs. Who should we start with first? Let's go with Daniel Stendhal. Yeah. Which he resigned from Barnsley mm-hmm. and you said it was more upsetting for you than when Frank Lampard left Derby. Almost more upsetting than any other dramatic occurrence in my life. I was good. Wow, really? Yeah, I was good. Daniel that, that, that is quite the statement. It probably is. What about any relatives or Daniel yeah. Stendhal leaving Barnsley is still okay. up there? Okay, fair enough. No, it's 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 one of them. There's the style of football he introduced to the club last season. You know, everyone loves data nowadays, and they blew the roof out last season. Yeah, didn't yeah. quite well, nowhere near standards this season. Um, it was just massively disappointing and quite quite sad. And obviously, the statement that Barnsley put out was even more heartbreaking. Yeah, and Barnsley fans are upset that he's gone. They're very upset with the board yes. for their part in this. Mm-hmm. And it shows how popular he was at Barnsley yeah. with the videos that were on Twitter of him necking tequilas. Tequila slammers with the fans. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a character, isn't he? And it's sad to see him go. Yeah, a character, good coach. It's a massive loss for Barnsley. Yeah, they've not won since the first day of the season. And mm. in fairness, they do look terrible but I do think he's been stitched up a bit really Auntie, because of the business they did yeah. over the summer mm-hmm. with Kiefer Moore their top scorer going and then we spoke about this a lot the defensive trio of Adam Davis the yeah. goalkeeper and then the two centre-backs Liam Lindsay and Ethan Pinnock mm-hmm. both going and losing four key players yeah. especially as they're as as key as your top scorer and then your, your, yeah, your core defence 
it's it's, it's a big blow, isn't it? It's, well, it's two thirds of your spine. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> yeah, so in that in that respect, he's not been done any favors with that, has he? No, the the business, you know, they got rid of four players at the the peak of the powers. You know, Kiefer Moore's not had a as good a run of form as this. He's he improved his game last season. He was more prolific, more. You know, his conversion rate was a lot higher than it has been ever. Liam Lindsay and Ethan Pinnock again at the top of the top of their form, um, and obviously at the top of their value. And obviously Davis probably a given Davis going because he was at the end of his contract. He wasn't going to sign a new deal. Mm. Um, it and obviously the players that they brought in to replace those in those positions haven't really scratched the surface. No, it's not it's at all. really disappointing. Not at all. So yeah. <laughs> Barnsley, a bit of a state. Yeah. I think we'll probably talk about this in the league table that we recorded before. And it's obviously. So it's gone to the archives. I will never hear this. In the recording heavens. It, it could be our best ever. It could be, yeah. Uh, could have won awards with it, but not to be. Not we'll to just be. have to. They'll release it, you know, after we die. And yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll go seven, for millions. Yeah. yeah. Um, but with Barnsley, I quite comfortably think they're the worst team in the league at the moment. And look, nailed on for relegation at this very moment in time. Unless something yeah. dramatic happens, I can't see any anything else happening. No, it's frustrating because we made a really good point last <laughs> recording um, of the fact that the Barnsley Stendhal for me is the best that they can get. Mm. It's it's going to be almost impossible to replace him. Yeah, well, Jan Sievert's the favourite at the moment, which mm. doesn't fill me with hope, no. considering how much of a disaster his reign at Huddersfield yeah. was. And in fact, the re- possible replacements, it's wide open at the moment because the bookies don't seem to know who the next manager is going to be. Sievert, I think, is 7-2, to two, which is quite big for a favourite. So there doesn't seem to be any clear new direction mm. on the horizon. It's... I... I mean, you like to play a high-pressing game. Who else can implement that? Mm. Seawert didn't really get that going at Huddersfield. As, as no, it was nowhere near what anyone thought it would be. Yeah. Who who do you bring in who can implement that same style of play and galvanise a young group of players, a young and very inexperienced group of players? That's it as well. It is a very inexperienced yeah. group, and we spoke about that quite recently. I can't see whoever does come in. Mm-hmm improving things and from the looks of it the list of candidates isn't too promising either so I wouldn't say it's a particularly good time to be a Barnsley fan at the moment let's move on to Reading then because they have sacked Jose Gomez not too surprising one point in the last six games from where I thought they could be that run of form at the end of August really sort of pushed my expectations up The, the football they were playing they were devastating against Cardiff yeah, and they've got nowhere near that. Um, they were good against West Brom, which is no mean feat as well. Um, and they've got nowhere near that, so not not surprised at all. No, no, it's you just mentioned it. Then you talk about the Cardiff game; they won three nil, blue Cardiff out of the water. Mm-hmm. Then the game after, they beat Huddersfield, and it looked like Reading were going to rise up the table and maybe yeah. be a top half team, or maybe even further. But Absolutely. at the moment, they're kind of in a weird position where they look like a team possibly just above the relegation zone but mm. could easily be sucked into it. Absolutely. They're, they've 
flirted a lot over the last few seasons, which is why we had them so low in our league table predictions at the start of the season. Mm. This could be that year that they go down. It's it's quite quite easy, you know. It, they've not looked as it's a good, good team though, isn't it? It's a really good team full of some really good individuals. Um, John Swift has been one of the best players, best midfielder players this season. Um, Ovi Ajario has been again one of the better best players in midfield this season. Other areas of the pitch are, are faltering, you know. And they spent a lot of money on it as well, exactly, haven't they? You yeah. talk about Puskas for. Eight million pounds. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible, really, that they're in this state, and whoever gets the job has a big job on his hands. Yeah, they've, they've got to, you know, balance the defence out. They've they've looked poor at the back, which is what Gomez sorted out last season. They've got to get Puskas and Zhao and Miete scoring goals again, and they've you know. They just got a lot more solid and a lot more balanced. They haven't done that for a while. Yeah, and with Jose Gomez, he steadied the ship really when he came in, yeah. didn't he? Because I think it was something like they only lost four games mm-hmm. since last season after he came in. When you consider they were second bottom for quite a lot of the season last season, he, really he did a half decent job. Yeah. But then this season it's just obviously not gone to plan. So let's talk about who will possibly be taking over from yeah. him. Mark Hughes was being strongly linked Jesus. with the job when um, Gomez was sacked. Oh my god, that seems to have gone quiet a bit. So whether he gets That's the job or not, thing. I'm not too sure. But Mark Hughes, would you be a fan of that? No way. I wouldn't go near that. Gone. Well, what has he done in the last? What's he done since his Wales spell, where they didn't qualify for a tournament? But we are talking about someone who has had plenty of Premier League jobs, hasn't he? And it's quite a step down to go from, he was at Southampton last, wasn't he? Southampton, <laughs> a <laughs> lower Premier League team, to a team who are just hovering above the relegation zone in the Championship at the moment. It doesn't inspire me, still. His recruitment record is dreadful. You look at um, you look at his recruitment at Man City at the peak of their powers not at the peak of their powers but at the, you know one of the peaks of their spending it was terrible um, QPR that was a train wreck Stoke towards the last couple of years of his reign there just reeling them off at this point oh, it's, it's easy to do that's the bad thing yeah. there, there are managers with you know that there are managers that have got relegated with better records than him. It's frightening that the fact that he's you know he got top jobs for as long as he did. He shouldn't they shouldn't go near him. Well, the man tasked with finding a new manager is the club's sporting director Mark Bowen. Mark he's the odd favourite on. He's the odd favourite, odds on favourite to be the next Reading manager. That's like owning a football. Oh, we've seen it with that Billericay team. <laughs> The chairman, yeah. <laughs> so no one else is doing a decent job. I'll do it. And I'll if you change. want a job done properly, you do it yourself, don't you? Not when you're a disciple of Mark Hughes, no. <laughs> well, Mark Bowen. Yeah, I mean, it'll be an interesting move if he does appoint himself. I guess. Mm. But could you see that possibly ending well? No, absolutely not. But I, I don't think it, it has ever ended well because I think now Quinn did it as well, didn't he? I don't think he when did. he was at Sunderland. He was chairman or something. Yeah, he was he manager. Managed. You know the season when Roy Keane... He uh, was manager. Yeah, he was manager for the first few games and then realised, hang on, this is going terribly. I'm going to have to Google this. I can't it definitely that. happened. Yeah. I can't, wow. Okay. 
I, well, it ended badly then. It's going to end badly again. Mark Bowen is, obviously I said, it's a disciple of Mark Hughes. It's not going to end well. I read an article about him in the BBC recently about how um, how much he's enjoying being upstairs and putting on the suit rather than the tracksuit. Hmm. Well, I have to wait and see what happens there. But with Reading, whoever comes in, what do you see their expectations being? Escape a relegation battle. Yeah. Mid-table, with that team, mid-table should be really where Reading should be finishing, shouldn't it? But, I mean, considering the way things have gone for them over the past couple of seasons, a relegation battle seems realistic, doesn't it? Absolutely. The way their spending has gone on recently and the fact that they're not going to be near the playoffs again this season, I can see a fire sale happening in January. Well, very possibly. Very possibly. Let's move on to some questions then, because we did ask for a few questions before this episode. Joseph first, he asked, what is your favourite moment of the season so far? It's it's quite early on to to pick a favourite moment. Being a Derby fan, there isn't hasn't been many at all uh, but Sergei Canis getting pushed over into the uh, supporters mm-hmm. into the fan, into stand sorry uh, at Griffin Park was quite hilarious even more funnier there when you realise that Pontus Janssen did the same thing to an opposition player at the start of the season yeah yeah fair point quite, I'd quite probably funny. go with Corley Woodrow's Thunder bastard of a strike earlier in the season where he flicked it over his head and smashed it in. That was probably my favourite moment. It's not as funny as yours. So, sorry. Ben asks, What are our thoughts on the refereeing standards this season? Yeah, me and Nick, my standing co host, went over this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Better co host than me. Yeah, he can do all the technical stuff with his laptop. Yeah. Working laptop. Yeah, sorry about anyway, that. Um, yeah, no, we went over like the VAR the use of VAR and how beneficial we think it would be in the championship. We've seen standards drop massively. The Leeds sending off for Berardi last week is a key indicator of this. You know, refs are nowhere near good enough at this level anymore. It's been apparent for the last two years and it's just hit the peak now. Um, it's been awful for almost every team. You know, I don't, I don't think a a fan of any team can go and you know we've had some decent refs this, this season they've mm. all been pretty terrible you're very harsh on refs aren't you I yeah I am because you look at the farce of some of the games like the West Brom Derby game West Brom gave away a penalty hit the guy's shoulder nowhere near it's his more, it's more his chest oh, really, yeah it? exactly yeah. and Billich is up in arms about it and he gets sent to the stands because he was right that's not that's not fair. Fair point. Chuck Norrish asks. Sorry, what? Chuck Norrish, the Dutch Chuck Norrish, the Chuck Norris's Dutch cousin, asks: Should Championship clubs be looking at Ivan Tony? He is currently at Peterborough. He's been around for a while now. He's mm-hmm. only twenty-three though. Yeah. So yeah, would you fancy him in the Championship? Yeah, definitely. It reminds me of you know sort of the Sambalonga as they start off at Peterborough score a hat full of goals and they sign for five, six million somewhere else. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a good player. He's always looked good. He's you know he's quick. He's fluid across the, the forward line. He'd be a snap for any team. Well, he has been linked with a few championship clubs already mm-hmm. this season. Him, Marcus Madison, who's, <laughs> he's been linked with clubs for a long time as yeah. well. 
I mean, Peaceborough at the moment, they're full of goal scorers and mm. Tony's probably the standout one there. Yeah, I'd be a fan of him in the Championship. As we say, still only 23, so still really good, young, age. Really good age. Adam asks, what has been your signing of the season so far? Yeah, it's a difficult one because it's it's almost been a summer of upheaval for a few teams. So there's been a lot of signings. Um, I'd have to, uh, you know, be a bit left field with it and go Conor Gallagher at Charlton just because, you know, he's not had a career appearance, professional career appearance um, at senior level, and he's taken to the championship like a pro. He's, he's been brilliant. He's almost kept Charlton afloat with some decent, decent goals and decent performances. You know, other than Lyle Taylor, you know, he's he's been prolific and I'd almost argue that he's been better than Mason Mount uh, was at this stage last season cool. for Derby. That's a big shout. I will probably go with, uh, I'll have two actually, I'll have Ben White at Leeds because he's obviously had to step in where Pontus mm-hmm. Janssen left and has done a fantastic job so far. The results haven't gone so well, but I think Leeds' problems are more going forward and yeah, not putting away the no, chances definitely. rather than defensively mm-hmm. and then I'll go with Matthias Pereira at West Brom because he has been class yeah. he is absolutely brilliant which brings me on to Paul's question which is is Matthias Pereira too good for the championship yes yeah absolutely and finally Joe asks red or brown sauce red yeah all day I'm colourblind obviously you know this but <laughs> the listeners don't know this so the number of times I've mixed up Red and brown sauce is really distressing for me. I can imagine. It's good to have a red car. You'll get into a brown car. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In other news then, Justin, Berardi has won his appeal for the red card against Millwall, which Hooray. we just spoke about yeah. a second ago. Completely right, isn't it? Oh, no, God, yeah. It's you know, standard refereeing. Let, that, let him down there. I still, when I look at that, I, for one, I'm... Not 100% convinced it's a foul. Hmm. I'd probably say it's not a foul rather than a foul, personally. And then with it being a red card, I, I just don't know what the referee was thinking. Yeah, I, I said this to you. It's it's one of those, you know, the, the, the double jeopardy door comes out of it at that point because the referee sees that it's, it might be intent to stop him from taking a shot. So he's got to send him off because it's a deliberate attempt to stop him from shooting. But it's not a clear goal-scoring opportunity because Calvin Phillips is coming round. Well, you, you know, what's no. a clear goal-scoring opportunity and what isn't? You know, he can still get a shot off there. It can take a deflection off someone and go in. No, I'm not buying that at all. I, I, I can't believe he gave a red card. I still would like to know what the referee was thinking. In fact, it goes back to the old argument of referees explaining their decisions after games, really, because I think that would be one where it's really beneficial. I can only remember one doing it. It was like Neil Barry, I think. Ages ago, wasn't it, in the yeah, Premier League? It was yeah, Norwich. Yeah. It hit him and Phil Morine, like, smashed it in after that. If that happens... I think things would just be a lot clearer, wouldn't they? But that's another debate for another day. Yeah. Sabi Lamushi, the Forest Manager, has won Manager of the Month. With the smuggest photo award as well. I haven't seen it. it was, what what yeah, does he look like? Very smug. Just <laughs> proudly holding this. It was a really good fit. It was, you know, a nice picture, actually. Oh, good. From a you know photography perspective, you know, if you're into your art. But well-deserved. I'd have to check it out. But he can look yeah, as smug as he wants. Yeah, as you say, well-deserved. Yeah, definitely. Mm, fair enough. For Mara Jeju, scored against Brazil for Senegal. Fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. 
It's just the, was that a fr- that was a of course it was a friendly. It's not going to be a tournament, is it? It's just the idea because Bristol City fans give him so much stick, don't they? Unfairly, yeah. I think. He's much better than a lot of fans make him out. Yeah, he's he's not got the the pace that a Furby has or the ability on the ball that a Furby has. But my God, is he good in the air? Yeah, absolutely. And finally, Preston defender Andrew Hughes is going out with Kendall from Love Island. Do you watch Love Island? I'd, I'd act surprised. I'd act like I don't know who Kendall is, but you obviously explained this to me already. Yeah. Who Kendall is? Now I know who Kendall is. I'm I'm, I'm not overwhelmed. Yeah, just thought it was well, quite interesting. Thing. I did point out that he won the Irish lottery as well. Yeah, we should have checked this really, shouldn't we? It's per- oh yeah, we did have chance. But yeah. you know, his personal life is doing a lot better than his professional life. Wow, he's not getting it's a deep cut. And let's finish off with some polls then. Uh, so at the start of the show, I asked. Is Daniel Stendhal leaving Barnsley a good thing for them? And overwhelmingly, the people said no. Duh. 78% said no. What do you think? Yeah, they're, they're, all, they're all right, aren't we? We've said it all before. It's a massive mistake to let him go. Yeah, it's very much a case of things weren't going very well, but I can't see who they were getting who's better. No. Yeah. He resigned, didn't he? So he went before he got sacked. Yeah, probably. exactly. Uh, was were Reading right to sack Jose Gomez? Yes, but my God, do not hire Mark Hughes. Fifty-three percent said yes. It's close, very close, yeah. very close. Going to get a re- repot on that. Re-vote. We might have to, won't we? Don't get political, Justin. Come on. And finally, is a hot dog a sandwich? Now, last week I explained my thought process with this, and, and I actually overwhelmingly agreed with you you're bang on with it yeah are you now in the hot dog is a sandwich camp I, w- I was anyway but I needed a. I needed no I wasn't actually because I said you know, I need a bit more but then I convinced you yeah you did that's the first thing I've first time I've ever convinced you on anything you chat shit most of the time but you're bang on here <laughs> because you know it's bread filling bread it's a sandwich yeah yeah absolutely or Subway's a hot dog either that but even though last week I think it was eighty three percent of people said no, it's now gone even higher to ninety two percent. So people clearly weren't. We need to get out on the streets. We need to get out on the streets and campaign, cam- campaign, stand outside Westminster. You know, disrupt London. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> Anyway, this has been the second tier podcast. We have done a bite-sized episode because, as explained at the start of the episode, the first recording went to shit. But mm-hmm. we wanted to put something out. You've got it, baby. I did get the Craig Bryson pub quiz, by the way. I just wanted to oh, make brilliant. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure people knew. I guess Tommy Smith. There you go. We're going to pull out a new. Oh wait, you're not. Re- you're not got the recording. Oh, you're just explaining to people that you got it. Yes. Well, I can. Just so it's say, in the record books. I can say no, he didn't, and no one will ever know. It's my word against your word. No, here. be be nice. Be be an honest man here. Come on. <laughs> what are you going to call me there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's end this before it just goes completely wrong. Before we fight. Yeah. <laughs> this has been the second tier podcast. I've been Ryan Dilks. I'm Justin Peach. Thank you for listening. Let's do all right.